The Red Sox could be trading Bogarts. Bad teams are continuing to be bad, and the Mariners season has taken a turn for the worse. We'll talk about all that and more coming up here on Total Bases. Alright, welcome to Total Bases here on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I am Mark Marino here with Greg Marino and Dylan Liebrick. So it's Dylan's first day in the show. Nice to have you here, Dylan. Hey, good to be here. Thank you. Yeah, so Dylan is a Mariners fan, so a bit of balance as the usual Yankees yeah. domination. Yeah, this will be the uh, first time we've had a non-Yankees fan in the booth in a while. In a while, yeah. I'm it's sure it's very exciting yeah. for you guys. So uh-huh. we'll talk about the Mariners a bit later, but the biggest news probably in baseball right now was it's kind of the Red Sox are really struggling, and then there's been rumors that they might be trading Xander Bogarts, who is probably going to opt out of his contract at the end of the year. Yeah, so the Red Sox are not playing well at all. Their record is... 11 and 19. That's it. 11, oh, 11 and 20. Actually. 11 and 20. So, yeah, mm-hmm. way under 500. They started off the season all right. Worse than the Baltimore Orioles, man. Yeah. That's saying something. Mm-hmm. But it's it's really gone downhill mm-hmm. since about the first week or so. And, you know, they're already 11 games out of the division. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's still early. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, the, I'd say, like, I think they're just kind of bad this year. That's sort of what it looks like, mm-hmm. early indicators. Yeah, even if they can turn it around a bit. Just in terms of being a better team, I'm not sure if that's going to correlate to a great record or a playoff berth since the division is really tough. The Blue Jays right now are 17 and 15. I feel like they're a major disappointment, kind of, mm. especially on the offensive side of the ball. You, you kind of saw them getting a bit frustrated in this latest series against the Yankees, and the Yankees are just ruling that division right now at 22 and 8. Yeah, the Blue Jays are Plus, you've got the Rays. Like, they might not be in the top. I don't know if the Red Sox have a very good chance of being in the top three in this division. And the Blue Jays are only going up. Like, the uh-huh. that trajectory hasn't changed since the last yeah. couple of years. And uh, obviously, Vladdy's off to a really good start, mm-hmm. as uh, as advertised. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what's up with Boston, man. To be quite frank, uh, they've been they've been out of uh, out of my sights uh, so far this season. And it sounds like uh, uh, they're disappointing. Disappointing, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, just last week, we the Yankees and Blue Jays played a two-game series where there was kind of some, definitely some tension there. You could see that rivalry is really forming as uh-huh. it started off with Giancarlo Stanton hitting a big three-run home run, and then Donaldson had a pitch uh-huh. thrown at him the very next at-bat. And then, you know, the Yankees threw one inside to Bo Bichette, uh-huh. and there were some ejections and such, you know, benches uh-huh. coming out. But uh, really, I don't think there was any intentional throwing at hitters. But generally, though, you could see that the Yankees and Blue Jays are becoming a serious rivalry. And so far, the Yankees are getting the better of them. As in that game, it ended with Judge hitting that dramatic three-run home run walk-off to put the Yankees ahead by one. Yeah, so I think the umpires really did not handle that well. There's been a lot of these sorts of disputes, and I feel like the pitchers always end up blaming the balls. But I feel like there were just a few balls that got away from pitchers. Like, you know, I don't really believe that Loiza guy was trying to hit Bichette, but I really especially don't believe that um, Donaldson was trying to be hit by Garcia. And that ejection kind of seemed a bit arbitrary to me. Yeah. Like, you can't just eject every pitcher who's throw, who hits a batter following a home run. It's going to happen sometimes. You can't just... Mm-hmm. There, was, there really was little reason to issue an ejection there without any warnings. And then, although Loiza probably wasn't trying to hit Bichette, it still kind of seems a bit... Um, you know, hypocritical to not eject the Lysica there. Yeah, but uh, so going back to the Red Sox and that potential Xander Bogarts trade, 
Where do you think are some potential landing spots for Bogarts? Yeah, I heard that the Cardinals would be the number one possibility. They just sent Paul DeYoung down to the minors. He's had a horrible start to the year. Yeah, I think the Cardinals, they're, they're the one that, like, MLB trade rumors has it. Mm -hmm. But uh, among other teams, yeah. Angels and Phillies yeah, those seem to obviously be make good sense. I haven't, like, heard anything official, mm -hmm. but just looking at their rosters. Mm -hmm. Did the Angels spend much this last offseason? I don't actually know. They didn't do much. They made a couple of under-the-radar moves that have really worked out, like yeah. getting Noah Syndergaard for a one-year contract. That's right, yes. It was, I think it was about $20 million, so it was a lot of money per year, but it was only one year. So they definitely and have... And Michael Renton's been a solid addition. Uh -huh. It's not like he's been great, but he's a lot better than what they've been rolling out there for the last few years, pitching-wise. So they certainly have room to add then and uh, yeah, money to do so. I, and I feel like they intended to spend more this offseason than they ended up doing. We're far enough along that they uh, they may start to be thinking that they can sustain this success, this initial mm -hmm. success now, which I don't even know if they fully uh, thought that... This is where they were going to be. I feel like it's always a months. decent amount of hype around the Angels. I personally yeah. didn't really buy into it when the season started, but I feel like I have to retract yeah, actually, that now. It's like if you there was a lot more hype surrounding like the Mariners and Rangers in that division, exactly. probably, than the Angels this offseason. Definitely. Yeah, if you look at the Angels this season, this is by far their best start in any of their recent years, and that's coming off the offseason where I think they did the least. You know, offseason before mm -hmm. this, mm -hmm. that I, I guess they didn't end up signing Garrett Cole, but it always has mm -hmm. seemed like the Angels have made mm -hmm. a bunch of big off-season acquisitions this year was kind of the exception from that and despite that mm -hmm. they're off to their best start in years so, so do we think the Angels are really are just are a really good team you know they've got Trout and Otani both healthy and performing well that's that's the key or is, do they need to make a big addition like at Bogarts to truly you know win out is, and, is Trout going to injure himself team, maybe again a dominant playoff team yeah that that is the I, I really don't think Trout is an injury prone player you know Every year he gets like a small injury, but last year was the first time in his entire career that he was injured for an extended period of time, and he's not that old, so I don't, I don't expect know. him to get injured. Every team has a player who, if they get injured, that team will be majorly disadvantaged. Trout does, he has gotten injured a lot. Like, but I, it's usually like a relatively short injury. We haven't seen much of him the last couple of years because well, was, of injuries. And, and it, because 2020 was a 16 season. Right, yes. Before 2021, he never missed more than like a month in any season sure no and if he can if he can stay healthy the, like the reality is that team yeah. has two mvp yeah candidates. Otani is the bigger question mark we don't know whether he can you know, put yeah. it all together he hasn't really put it together yeah. at the plate this year actually here would be a question yeah. for you dylan as we've talked about Otani extensively on the show but what are your thoughts on Otani? can he can he do what he did last year year after year like what, what do you expect for him going forward i have high expectations for him i don't see any reason to believe that uh what that what we've seen out of him thus far can't be sustained uh i don't believe he's he's gotten any long-term injuries thus far so mm -hmm. um and he seems to be able to to care for himself and it sounds like they've been balancing the pitching and the hitting well enough that uh mm -hmm. he he's not going to be at high risk for injury uh, uh, or overworking himself going forward, um, he's he's incredible. He's incredible, and he's definitely got the the Japanese fan base yeah. behind him in a yeah. similar way to 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 Ichiro back in his days. Yeah. yeah, there's no doubt that he obviously is like a unique talent. Yeah, he has, he's had trouble like you know putting it all together, and especially like on the mound. Like we haven't really seen much from him until last year, yeah. pitching wise. But I think that the fact that he's doing well pitching this year is really encouraging, since you expect his hitting to get better since. The question mark has more been the pitching. He he really was uh -huh. good at the plate in his first two years, 2018 and 19. 
and yeah, he's but, just really not performing at that level this year. You kind of expect him to get back to that. Here's what I would say on Otani, though. So if they were at, like, Otani, as his career as a whole, he came up in 2018. So this is his fifth year in the majors, and only one of those years has really worked out well. So, mm-hmm. like, going forward, it seems like I don't, it's kind of a, a sense where you can get in the habit of just assuming that he'll continue to mm-hmm. produce at the level mm-hmm. of his best self, but just looking at his whole career, we ha- we had to go through three mediocre to bad years before we got to the good year. So is it going to be another three years before he has a good year? I think it could be. No, I feel like he, I, I think he's going to have a good year this year since his pitching has been really good. All he has to do is get back to like the 2018-19 Otani at the plate. He doesn't have to hit 46 homers this year. I and mean, if he hits 25 homers and has a bit of an upgrade in his average on base percentage, plus that pitching, he's like you know, a great player. So he just needs to get his hitting back to where it should be. And I think the initial pitching regression, too, is probably to be expected at w- once you get, once you know, by this time, third or fourth year in, like, players have gotten to know you as a pitcher better. They know a bit more what to expect. Yeah. I, I'm not super worried about the pitching regression because he seems like a talented enough guy. But he's that improved he'll his make walk the, rate substantially. Like, like he's, exactly. He's finally figured out how to throw strikes. I mean, it's kind of crazy that I'm being the Otani defender, <laughs> but like that's that's the point I've gotten to right now. Like I'm I'm really all in on the Angels being a great team. I'm, I don't really think they have to add Bogarts, but it would be a big statement to kind of make a push to be a dominant team and maybe win the division. You're taking away from the Astros. It would definitely signal to the West that they're that they were overlooked to say the least to start the season and yeah. that they're legitimately. If looking they got to Bogarts, they're obviously be telling the Mariners and uh, Rangers to just give up. Right. Well, and the Rangers, to be frank, I don't think they have much of a shot in general to 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 bounce back mm-hmm. after their start. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I feel like that was a bit of a questionable offseason by them. Yeah, like, the Rangers they probably really should have waited yeah. another year before. Like, you know, they they a spent push. a ton of money this offseason. I feel like there used to be a theory that if you like tank for like five years, then you know, it will be easy to be, get good from then on because right. the Cubs did it and the Astros did it. But we're seeing that that is not the case. Right. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that kind of leads us into another general observation of this season that the teams at MLB have really struggled for the last like five or so years are all continuing to struggle. There, there have been no significant surprises with exception of kind of the Diamondbacks who yeah, and even still the don't stand a chance yeah. because they're in a dominant division. Yeah, so yeah. Like, like the Diamondbacks are, I think they're 17 and 15. So off to a solid start, mm-hmm. which is surprising. And it isn't like they've been bad, bad for year. a number of years. All these teams that have been bad for a number of years are continuing to be bad. Yeah, but... They, I still don't really see them as a playoff team yeah, this season. Not. And then, as far as other teams are concerned, Rangers, we just talked about, Royals, Tigers, Reds. Mm-hmm. These are all teams that have just yeah. been bad for a while and have, aren't really showing any signs of yeah. getting good this yeah. season. You go through that saying that the Orioles and Reds are being bad, although the Reds are being ridiculously bad. That is kind of noteworthy. But it's so, so surprising that the Rangers, Royals, and Tigers have all failed to move forward. The Reds sold good players this offseason for more prospects or more uh, they, less proven talent. And, like, why? You know, that team really, like, it's a great fan base. It's a great baseball town. And uh, you would think by now they would have been able to turn things around. Yeah, I feel like if you've been bad for a number of years, you have to, like, then start trying to win. You can't just, That's like, not an especially competitive again division. Like, either. half-hearted and futile effort. Yeah. To get get back to being a contender. Yeah, that's a good point. The division has a couple of solid teams in Brewers and Cardinals, but isn't super intimidating. Yeah, and the then Cubs have been a massive disappointment, yeah. and the Pirates are still a ways away. Right. The Pirates, they're another team. We should throw in that yeah. list of bad. And Although being the, they're bad. not like it's not surprising that they're being bad. Yeah. 
as opposed to the Royals, Tigers, and Rangers, where it kind of is surprising yeah. at there being this. But and like the Reds were in the playoffs only two years ago. Though granted, that was when we had the massive sixteen-team playoffs. But like, I thought the Reds had potential last year and even this year. I like, I I was I wouldn't have been surprised if at this point in the year the Reds were in first place. Even like, I thought that was possible. Saw them as mm-hmm. a possible playoff contender, and they've really just failed way more than I think anyone would have predicted at 7 and 24 and that's going off a 3 and 22 start like that's one of the worst starts I've ever seen yeah it's Orioles-esque you might say yeah even worse than (laughs) Orioles the Orioles what did they lose 115 games I don't even dislike the Orioles that much I don't know why I'm giving them such crap I'm not sure I just I think it's funny that they've been as bad as they have. The last I also several years. kind of find it's, that it's funny. kind of amusing. Not gonna lie, yeah. being that they're in the same division <laughs> as the Yankees, I do kind of laugh at their failures more than have sympathy for them. And their attendance. I mean, oh my goodness! Like, uh, I mean, early in the season, like, oh, just a, f- a few orange shirts just s- you know, sprinkling the stands a little bit. Yeah. It's kind of sad. I remember living in Baltimore area for a few years back in middle school. I would go to Yankees Orioles games, and it felt like a Yankees home game more than an Orioles home game. Just yeah, I feel like our entire reactions. Like our neighborhood was like all Nationals. Like the Orioles hardly existed. Yeah. That's so funny. the Orioles yeah. organization. And that was when they were pretty good. Yeah. They have a ways to go. Yeah. But that's not as surprising. I think yeah. people are gonna expect that. The Tigers and Royals were really both expected uh-huh. to this to kind of be uh-huh. their coming out party season, and it just mm-hmm. hasn't happened for them at all. Yeah, so to me, this just indicates that there's definitely a competitive imbalance in baseball, that yeah. there just isn't really a lot of, you know, equality of, you know, ability for teams to contend. So, yeah, so I think the players really kind of won this latest collective bargaining agreement, and result is that they want more of, like, a, the players just kind of getting paid, you know, what they're worth, owners spending all out, but then that just results in you know, the rich teams buying out all the good players and the poor teams just kind of giving up. We kind of saw that with the Reds this offseason. Like, we definitely saw that. And we're seeing the results of that giving up by the Reds. Yeah, a bit so of a... I feel like MLB kind of has to rethink just trying to... Some strategy to get, you know, every team in MLB trying to compete more. That is still something that needs to happen. Yeah, kind of a bit mm-hmm. of a loss of competitive balance we've seen in recent mm-hmm. years. And yeah. uh, that one team who's kind of been on the edge of contention last year and now has playoff expectations is the Seattle Mariners, which Mm -hmm. is Dylan's specialty here. So, uh, Dylan, what do you have to say on the Mariners? You know, it was a very exciting offseason, but it's not like we haven't had, even in the last uh, six or seven years, uh, offseasons that produced some expectations, at least among Mariners fans. Uh, but uh, seeing how we finished last year, despite, uh, uh, I think, even a negative run differential, uh, mm-hmm. seeing how we finished with 90 wins last year, the expectations seemed a little more founded this year. But uh, yeah. thus far, uh, you know, it's it's been kind of a rough patch. I think we've lost four or five series in a row now. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, ultimately our bullpen hasn't been what it was last year. Um, we've gone against some stiff competition. May, April were not expected to be the best seasons for us or the best uh, months to start out the year. Uh, but uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not super worried. As Mariners fans, we have, we have been trained to be patient. We have, we have been, this has been instilled in us. This is, not so, this is not something I'm sure you Yankees fans understand this, no. as well as us. Like, we temper our expectations. You know, we take things with a grain of salt. And I fully expect that uh, by the end of uh, July, 
we'll be back over 500, second or third in, in the division. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't be surprised, really, if we're worried more about the Angels than we are the Astros at that point. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't think that's me being an optimistic Mariners fan and saying that. I think that's me looking at our division and realizing that I think the Astros' best days are behind them. Obviously, they're still going to play well. They're still going to compete. Uh, but I, I don't think, because uh, ha- we've, we've been without Hanniger for the last uh, several games. Uh, we just had a couple catch. Uh, we had one of our catchers uh, go down. Uh, with an injury and another one was sent to the minors so i think by the time the next uh, couple months roll around we'll we'll have bounced back uh and we'll we'll be able to compete more i also don't think the angels success is uh, is long term either um i mean obviously we talked about them and otani and trout being the forces that they are but uh mm-hmm. i expect that once the mariners actually start playing them we might be able to figure out how to how to even out that uh, that record a little bit for them yeah. yeah i definitely think there's some hope for the mariners I look at Julio Rodriguez as maybe like one of the biggest causes for hope since he really had that horrible start, but he's really been good lately. And I feel like eventually he's probably going to tap into his power a bit. He only has one homer. So like I feel like he could be on his way to a really good rookie season. I think so too. Uh-huh. Julio's a great kid. He's hitting about 250 right now. He's a yeah. very exciting player for sure. The 250 is pretty good in today's MLB. No, literally. Uh, yeah, yeah, the way uh, averages have changed yeah. and the way the approaches have changed. Like uh, 250 is, is, is a pretty good... And we'll be here, that's for sure. One thing you mentioned was the Mariners' record compared to their run differential last season. So, and how they had a positive record but negative run differential. And how I often kind of react to that is I think that that means they kind of overachieved and you can expect regression in the years to follow, but you kind of seem to have more of an optimistic spin on that. So, how would you approach that stat their negative run differential as not being just a sign that they got lucky but like a sign that they can still have sustained success well there definitely was some luck involved and uh it may well be that we end up with a similar record ultimately in the division i just think that that might carry us farther this year Uh, but i also think uh, that run differential is is somewhat overrated i think it was our manager scott service who actually coined uh uh, the fun differential term because our team was incredibly fun to watch last year, especially towards the end. Uh, and we were, we were filling the ballpark toward the end of the season, and uh, that excitement has definitely carried over uh, into this season. Like people are coming to the games more. Uh, there's definitely excitement, and uh, that's ultimately the biggest thing that I think is 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 fueling my hope and and the continued optimism of Mariners fans because we don't give up on our team uh we don't give up on our team very easily mostly because we don't have high expectations to begin with (laughs) most seasons so it takes a while for our uh our hopes to be tempered um so i'm not particularly worried about uh about uh, run differential and the luck factor yes that's that's a good point Mm -hmm. kind of saying that like their low run differentials just a sign that they're kind of optimizing their performance better you know like being more efficient you could say yeah last year but, they had a really good bullpen i think that's kind of why it wasn't yeah. really luck so much as having a good bullpen right is why they were able to win a lot of games despite a bad run differential well and we had a good off season we signed the al cy young award winner yeah. last year and robbie ray and he's starting to find his groove a little mm-hmm. bit he's, he's he's scuffled a bit to start the season logan logan gilbert is pitching like a cy young candidate right now uh, so where our bullpen has regressed a little bit, we've seen some upticks. Right. We're expecting that Jared Kelenic and that Julio will continue to to improve or find their own more. Jesse right. Winker is not going to hit 200 to finish the season. He'll probably get back up towards uh, closer to where he was last season. That was above right. 300. So, 
um, I, I like I say, when everything evens out and as we get into summer, summer baseball in Seattle's uh, really a, it's a great time to be a Mariners yeah. fan. I expect things will turn around. Yeah, they seem like a, just a pretty good all-around team and also a bright future. So, like, even if it doesn't quite happen this year, it might happen next year. All we're hoping for is, yeah. is one playoff berth. That's that's literally going to be cause for celebration in and of itself right now. So. I would like to see the Mariners make the playoffs, being that, you know, they're not really a particular threat to the Yankees, as I think, like, the Yankees are more going for the AL East and the Mariners more for mm-hmm. a wild card at AL West. Mm-hmm. And also, I'd love to see the Angels and Astros fail. So, it'd th- be great if the Mariners could take that division, mm-hmm. though. Though I don't know. Yeah, well, we I do th- appreciate the support. Definitely. I think the Mariners are a solid team, but I think yeah. that the AL is kind of top-heavy. There's a lot of really good teams, and they might not make the playoffs just because they're going to have to play the Astros and the Angels a lot, and those yeah. are both really good teams. If the Mariners were in the AL Central, I think they'd have a much better chance of making the playoffs. I think. But to me, the Angels and Astros are just really good teams, and they'll probably kind of dominate that division in the same way as the Yankees and Blue Jays. Yeah. And to some extent, the Rays will probably dominate the AL East. Yeah, I think it kind of comes down to mm-hmm. what you said, where the Astros might be the team that the Mariners have to finish ahead of in order to make the playoffs. Because I think the AL is, East is going to have a couple of wild cards, and the AL yeah. West will probably have the other. So yeah. if they're not one of the top two seeds in the AL West, they're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I will say that if the Angels' success does sustain itself and does prove to be more than uh, initial, uh, that could be a legitimate threat for the Mariners going forward. Yeah, though yeah. I, th- I think they can still make the playoffs if the Angels do well, if the Astros don't. But, but I, they can't I, have I don't really see the Astros not making the playoffs. Ahead of them. Yeah. I mean, think about the Astros, they're not really hitting that so far. this year. like the offense has been below average, and yet they're still 19-11. and 11. So they have a nice cushion, and the offense hasn't gotten going yet. Yeah. The pitching I mean, to me seems like... Just really legitimate. Verlander's like back to Cy Young Verlander. Like, I don't think anyone really saw that coming. They have such a deep core of young starting pitchers. So the Astros just seem like one of the most complete teams in MLB to me. All right, that's going to wrap up for this week on Total Bases as we're out of time, but we'll be back again soon with more baseball talk here on Total Bases on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.